You know what the most infuriating thing about this city is? What's that? It's twofold. Well, besides uh, traffic? That's it. That's yeah. the answer. Yeah. It's it's rush hour starting at 3 p.m. Mm-hmm. every day. Yeah, 3 p.m. And there's not a single, and I mean, I mean this very literally, there's not a single road on this entire city that I take to get to and from work and my other daily activities that doesn't have a lane closure. Yeah. Which well, just makes everything just, it just fucking just contract. It's just like a boa constrictor just around your neck. It just makes everything so fucking tight. I hate it. That's the, um, that's the one running joke about Houston is that they are always going to have road construction because we, because there's no way they can keep up with the influx of people. So no. there's always going to be road construction on. Always. <laughs> consistently. Houston is consistently under construction. Like Katy, like Katy Freeway has like 18 lanes. Yeah. And they're probably going to ask some more in a few years. Oh like yeah. It's, and there's still traffic. Yeah, there's always traffic. There's still traffic. We also have like, uh, yeah, Houston's just different. It's just Richmond, different. traffic. Westheimer, traffic. 610, traffic. 610, tons of traffic. 288. 288, 290. I-45, fucking forget about it. Main Street? Fuck off. All of it. Coming to you live from Ed's living room, you're listening to State Your Take with Ed and Aaron. I'm a little cantankerous today. I'm actually going to be on Main Street now. You are going to be on Main Street. Mm-hmm. Um, you're going to be right next to the light rail, though. Yeah. So you'll be able to at least do that. If I want to. If you, I strongly suggest that you do. <laughs> if only it's just like less of a thing that you have to think about. Yeah. Driving is not great in Houston. Driving isn't great. You don't have to get gas as often, which is another thing. That's what I think. If you don't have a car in Houston, like... You don't exist. You really don't. You don't. Like, and I know that it's cute for everybody to want to, like, bike everywhere uh, or, like, get one of those motorized scooters and shit. Like, that's fine if you want to do that on the weekends. But you need a car here. You Houston need four wheels. Houston ain't built for that, dog. It's you not. Know, we ain't built for that biking shit. No. Like, unless you are in middle school and you just want to bike around your neighborhood, then have at it. But if you're an adult, you have to like, go places, like, around the city. Yeah. Like, if you have to go get, like, I don't know, your driver, like, your ID, a new ID, you yeah. biking that shit. Yeah, right. Unless you live, like, in that same um, neighborhood as a DPS office. Right. Good fucking luck. Yeah, good luck getting down to fucking wherever it is. Like, I'm guessing or some shit. Yeah, it's, like, way up on the north your, side. Your bike probably gets stolen by the time before you even get there anyway. <laughs> I fucking hate it, man. Um, how was your week? It was okay. Uh, You're swimming in cardboard right now. Yeah, like moving is the fucking worst. I hate this shit. Mm-hmm. I hate. I like a part of me wants to just throw everything away. Like I want. Like I'm gonna throw. I'm throwing this couch away. Oh, that's, that reminds me. I got to pay you for that. Uh, love seat. Yeah, and you gotta. I just gotta gotta get out of here. You have like a week. <laughs> I gotta. I gotta get it out of here. Uh, I just thought about that, and I don't have a fucking guy. I don't have anybody to get know, a fucking couch out of here. Um, okay, I'll figure it. Worst out. Worst case, though. I'll put it in. I'll put it in storage. Okay. And then you right. get it from there. But okay. yeah, you got like a week to get it out of here. I'll get it. I'll figure it something yeah, but out. The one I'm gonna throw this away. I'm like I'm just I'm I'm really just throwing shit in the tracks. I just don't want to deal with it. That's fair. 
That's fine. I, I don't think that there's anything wrong with that. But I mean, at least make an effort to donate it to some sort of. Oh, this, but th- this, this couch is that gone. couch. No, that couch can't. This couch be is done. Nobody like me wants that. Couch. Donating to someone is just like that would why be would I, Why do that to someone? That'd be insulting. I, just, I can give you like a, I can give you like a sack of rice, and you probably have, you probably better <laughs> sitting on that. And then this couch. Yeah, that couch is done. Fam. Yeah, it's done. So man, I don't even know how you did that. It's rooms to go, like which, which is also that's the couch that you're buying. So just FYI. I mean that's fine because I I realized like I didn't realize how bad of a couch it was. I thought about like my mom's sofa. Like my mom had a sofa that I I I'm a picture with a sofa behind me as a toddler, mm-hmm. and it still exists today. Oh yeah, those those old couches I built different. Yeah, like this shit here. Like it's, I had this for like maybe like I don't know, uh, under, a little under a decade. Yeah, a little room, under a decade. Rooms to go. Yeah. Shout out to them for buying, making shitty craftsmanship. I mean, it's just not the best <laughs> room, and it, it came and went. Okay, yeah, it, that shit came and it, it's it, it's go it's gone. You excited about your new place? Yeah, it's cool. Like I, I, I like that I'm paying. Like my rent here is infuriating because I'm, I'm I realized when I went over there I'm paying less for more over there. Mm-hmm. Like here it's just like I have. I think I'm just paying for location mainly, but location in that. Um, disease infested pool that you have yeah which they just like redid the other day oh um, yeah yeah so like i guess they're getting ready for the summer oh yeah um that's another thing you won't have to deal with anymore is just like an influx of strangers every place has a pool though that's the thing i realize that because even even my new place has a pool that's but is it like this one where you just get a bunch of people it's kind of nice like it's a nice pool too so that's the thing i'm not i don't have a view over it though this time but so I won't have to hear like the noise. That's nice. Of it, so that's cool. But it's a nice pool too. Um, I it's just kind of falling apart though too. At yeah. the same time, like you said, we said you rolled the elevator up here and it was scraping. Dude, the elevator sounded like yeah. fucking Tower of Terror. It was the last ride. <laughs> so I literally thought I was gonna get stuck. Like, I was like, I, "This is it. This no, is the." I've never been stuck in an elevator, and I thought this will be the time I get stuck in an elevator. I'm not worried about sticking. I'm just worried about like me feeling like I'm riding a dungeon drop, and then all of a sudden, like the gravity just leaves. Yeah, and dude. then it just resurges when I hit the ground. Like I'm do more you, worried about that than anything. Do you think? Because I know that this has been disproven on MythBusters and all that shit like that. But like, do you think that if an elevator were to fall, you would be able to time it? So that you jump, and it crashes, and then you're still in the air, and then you can land safely. No, because like the physics won't allow that. It's your your body's in motion when you're falling down, yeah. so all that momentum is still with you when you jump. Yeah. Like you're gonna you're gonna break some shit. Yeah, like, it's gonna hurt. Yeah, it's gonna hurt bad. You're gonna break some shit. Yeah, it's still though. It's fun to think about. It's, no, it's 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 very cartoony to think about. Like, very cartoony. I mean, if you're in uh, middle school and you think that works, I'm not gonna be mad at you for that. Sure. But like, if you've taken, I don't know, physics or just dropped anything <laughs> anywhere ever, I need you to think a little bit more hard about that kind of shit. Uh, follow us on Twitter. Follow us on Instagram at State Your Take. Check out our playlist on Spotify, the State Your Take list with Ed and Aaron. And check out our merch store, the State Your Takeaway. You can find a link to all of this stuff in the bio on our Instagram page. And yeah, that's. Uh, I think that's it. How was your week? Um, my week has been awesome. Like, I don't, I don't know if like you know this, but um, like happiness, wildly underrated as an emotion. Oh yeah, it's a very good feeling. It is. Um, did not realize if this is what life is supposed to feel like on a regular basis, but I am flying high, my friend. It's like, good. Things are good. Um, I'm just trying to think of like if I did anything of significance or importance this week. 
but I can't say that I did. Um, just kind of a regular ass week, you know, and I'm saying this out loud now. And I know that the moment I hit stop on the recorder, I'm going to think about something cool that happened this week <laughs> and I'm not going to have time to run back up here and edit it. But, um, yeah, that's a, it's a pretty cool week. Cool. Thanks. <laughs> um, okay, let's, uh, let's just move on. Let's go with the shits. Let's get with the shits. One of my favorite all-time music groups, as I'm sure one of your favorite all-time music groups, um, announced this week that they are retiring. Um, Daft Punk, yeah. the French electronic robotic trailblazers have decided to call it quits after 30 years of making music together. And I, for one, was devastated to hear this news initially. I was, I was pretty like, I was like, why? Also, I was like, why? Why now? Why now? When the world needs you the yeah. most, you decide. But then, you know, as you do, after you process your emotions, you start to think like, well, they did give us 30 years we're trying to rebuild and repair like that's where i was i was like we're trying to rebuild and repair we're trying to get come back from 2020 trying to get back but in that they gave us i would say four classic records mm-hmm. maybe even five if you can if you, you can make the argument i guess um you know obviously a tremendous influence on modern music i mean given the the efforts that they did with Kanye and The Weeknd and um, Pharrell. Pharrell and how those artists have kind of, you know, used their, their their previous work with Daft Punk into the work that they made for other artists and with other artists. You know, they just kind of like, you know, flowed their influence, Daft Punk, into... All music. All music. All modern music, basically. Modern like, music, yeah. If your favorite artist has worked with Daft Punk at some point, mm-hmm. probably. Yeah. And, you know, just given the, sca- the scope of what pop music sounds like, it's very electronic-based. It's very house-based. So there's a lot of their DNA in a lot of this shit. So yeah. I distinctly remember, if, I don't remember what year it was, but it must, it must have been like early 2000s. And Adult Swim aired... The first four songs of Interstellar fifty five fifty five, and I'm I just it was at like midnight, and I was like I want to stay up and watch this. It's gonna be the coolest shit ever, and I did, and I was like, oh, this is fucking cool, like, because it was like a long form music video, you know, it's like fucking old school Michael Jackson type of shit where yeah. he, they took a feature film like concept and then just overlaid their music on top of it, mm-hmm. and it was just so cool, just really innovative. Of course, there are pop up surprise concert i think it was at coachella that one year i think it was 2010 i don't fucking remember but that was one of the first times where i was like fiending for fan footage like i never like looking at fan cams during concerts but that was the only time where i was like come on i need to see this shit yeah um did you get your fan footage who did you get your fan footage oh yeah i got it okay i always get the was it, worth, was it worth it i always get the footage was it worth it it's worth it okay it's always worth it I get what I want gotcha. all the time. Why are we whispering? I don't know. Me neither. What if we did a whole show like that? That'd be weird. <laughs> like, welcome to Ed and Aaron on NPR. 
<laughs> um, how should how should we? It was good. It was good. It was cool. It's cool. It's cool. Follow us on Twitter. Uh, no, nah, man. But um, trying to think of some other moments. Oh, their performance at the Grammys with Pharrell and Nile Rodgers and Stevie Wonder. Yeah, man, that was great. That was great. Like, they, like just classic moments all the way around. Yeah, I'm still trying. I'm still processing it. Still processing it. But <laughs> I mean, if you haven't gone and spun a Daft Punk record or a song in the past week, I highly suggest you do so. I've been doing it all week. Have you? Yeah. What's your favorite record of theirs? It's Random Access Memories. Yeah. Like I was like the eighties uh influence. Very much so. I was like I was I thought that was dope. Like I didn't know where they were going with I remember when that album came out and like I felt at that time I think there's a bit there's a bit of a gap between their last album and that album. Mm-hmm. And I didn't know where they're gonna go with it. And it was very eighties inspired. Yeah. Which cause I cause I'm cause at that point like everyone was doing like electronic um music. So I didn't right. so like they I was like, how what are they gonna do that's gonna be different for anything you heard? And they did that, and I was like, "Oh, well, they did it." Yeah, they did it, and then they like they like you said, like they brought in that influence from the past. You know, they brought yeah. in, uh, you know, uh, it was it was. I felt like that album is something you should listen to if you're ever driving night, like the kid yes. from Night Rider, like that car, yeah. like that's yeah, the like that should be in a tape deck for sure. Yeah. Um, my favorite album of theirs is Discovery. From uh, I think it was '99 that album came out, but that was like one of the albums that I got when you first start to drive. Yeah, like you like you know, just that freedom mm-hmm. putting in an album and then just cruising around. Um, yeah, just uh, really great memories with that album in uh, in the background. But yeah, I mean, good. I hope they find whatever they're fucking looking for. I mean. I don't know what they're looking. I mean, I, I, I don't know. I can't tell you. It's not like they're looking for like peace, because they're like most people wouldn't recognize them on the street. I don't think anyone would. Yeah, like unless they have their helmets. Yeah, unless they're wearing their helmets. <laughs> in which case, then I don't know why they would be wearing their helmets in public like that. Right. But uh, yeah, shout out to them, man. Thanks for the memories, the random access memories. Um. Okay. You said something interesting when we were talking about tiger woods and that like you didn't recognize golf as a sport until very recently for a few years i did not recognize it was like i just thought people were just hitting balls like you know what i'm saying like <laughs> it was like it's because you because when you see people golf they they have like a um a golf cart there's usually drinking involved they fucking like hit balls and they just talk shit and they just drive around the golf a golf course i was like that's not that's a hobby yeah it looks like and a recreational like activity a yeah, and then I think I, I think when I I, cause I never really watched golf like that or follow golfers and what their what their um, routines were. Mm-hmm. So when I'm thinking, so all the golf that I'm seeing is like that I see with my own eyes was like the golf that I'm talking about, like people drinking and just shooting the shit yeah. on the golf course. But then when you get into like what golfers actually do when they're actually about that life, it's like oh, so this really is a sport. Oh yeah, and yeah. it's like. One of the most intense sports, I think. It really is. Like it's, I don't, I don't, yeah, it's it's a sport that takes a lot of skill. Like in, in terms of just like you know you having to repeat a certain swing and mm-hmm. having the right form over and over and over again. Yeah, and it takes an incredible amount of mental toughness, right? Because you know you hear it a lot where um, athletes, baseball players mainly, they need to have a short term memory, right? You can't remember the last play or you can't remember the you know yeah. your last at bat 
nobody employs that mantra better than golfers do. Yeah. Because you could shank a ball, you could fuck up a swing, you could do whatever you want, land in a sand trap, hit the ball into the water, and like you immediately have to shake it from your mind. It's wild because you can see like someone doing really well. And then, like, they'll just make one mistake, and you see the whole game just fall apart mm-hmm. just because it's all mental. Yeah. Nobody was tougher than Tiger Woods. Yeah. I don't think he, I don't think that is said enough about him. I mean, like, the skill was, is there. Like, it was always there because he practices fucking ass off. But as far as like mental toughness, man was a fucking killer. Yeah. And- um, but yeah, he uh, got into a car wreck this week, and it was pretty bad. He fractured both of his legs. He, I believe, um, suffered a concussion. Um, just, you know, a really scary notification to get on your phone. Um, but, you know, from follow-up reports, he looks like he's going to be okay. Yeah. Uh, it was great. I think the timing was was weird because, I just like I said, I just finished watching the documentary. Yeah, I um, finished watching the documentary. And then Dwayne Wade posted a video of him I think the day it was either the day of or the day before yeah. of them on the golf course. Yeah. And it was just like really heartwarming because Tiger was smiling and he looked like he was having a good time and yeah. he was joking around. And then you hear the story and you're just like, fuck, man. Like he had that whole and he had that like I think he had that father son thing too, where he was playing like his <sighs> playing with his kid and his kid played just like him and stuff. And it was Dude. just yeah. Um the weird thing about like Tiger was like um I think it was it was his influence of his dad. Like yeah. when you saw how his dad just kind of like engineered him to be like this golfing machine. Like yeah. he was like, like I, I think it was he was in a in a in a, like a high chair watching him swing the golf club, mm-hmm. and as well because Earl had this idea of what he wanted Tiger to be like. He wanted to be this this ambassador through golf. Like he wanted to be this ambassador through like. For everyone, yeah. And the thing was, is like he wasn't that far off. Like no. he came really close to he, making that actually happen. He was like one text message away from making that a, pot, a reality. The thing was, like Tiger just didn't want that life. Yeah. And it was just like, but the thing is, like Earl's plan sounds so crazy, but he was also so close. He was very close. And you know what's you know what's different about that? And if you haven't watched that Tiger Woods documentary on HBO, do yourself a favor. Spend, I think three or four hours to sit down and watch both parts because it is tremendously well done. Very eye-opening. Very eye-opening. But the thing that struck me about that father-son relationship that was different from previous father-child relationships in athletics or in show business was I really felt like they were more closely connected than dad versus prodigy athlete you know like Mm -hmm. they had a lot of love for each other yeah in a very apparent way it just so happens that um his father you know set a couple of bad examples Mm -hmm. for him that he saw at a very young age and adopted into his own yeah his own lifestyle emulated it It yeah yeah it's weird how that worked out and it's weird how like he I think that he said that's why he like that's why the that's why the um relationship became insane, became estranged mm-hmm. later. But it's like it also became what you hated in a sense. Yeah. Really tragic. Yeah. Became exactly what you what you despised yeah. in your dad. Um but I just gotta say, like, looking back on how we treated him and how we treated um what's her face? Uh Rachel you could tell you could tell um and like all the other women that were like just 
it was fucking gross, dude. Hey, Amen. Like they just fucking went after him, and then they went after her, and like there was that one point in the documentary where the paparazzi is following her, Rachel. You could tell out of her apartment, mm-hmm. and one of the fucking dopes was like, "Yo, do you do you like that song? Ooh, baby, I like it raw." What? And it's just like, yeah, dude. I was just like, this is fucking weird. Some of the stuff, some of the stuff I will say was disgusting. Um, I think there was one person that came out and said that they didn't know who. Like, there was one person that, said that I didn't know talk about. I was like, nah, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know about that though. Like, I, I that I can't. I can't buy because someone's like, I don't, I didn't know who Tiger was when I met him. One of the girls said that. Oh right. And I was like, nah, fam. Yeah. Nah, fam. Yeah. Nah. That I can't let. I, I can't let that ride. We can't. We can't <laughs> stress enough like what kind of a fucking meteor he was. Right. When he came out, the man has his own. He has he had his own like EA Sports game. Yeah, he had his own video he had game. His, he has his, like his own like logo. Yeah, on it. Like, also, yeah. So you're right. Some of the stuff was disgusting. Yeah, some of the, some of it was pretty disgusting how they came at them. Um, and also, like, he lost everything over infidelity. And like, look, I, I got my own viewpoints on cheating, right? And I gotta say, like, you know, dudes are gonna cheat like for whatever reason like they're gonna cheat because they're horny they're gonna cheat because they have an addiction they're gonna cheat because the opportunity arises that's just that's just the way nature is but to fucking destroy a guy and his family and his wife and all the women involved like i don't get that dude it's i mean it's because of what it's because of what the, the image that was built, you know what I mean? Because that was part of the that was, that was part of the selling point of who. But he was. who built the image though? Because it wasn't really him. Because he didn't really do interviews too much. Yeah, I mean, but it was it was everybody. No, it was it was fucking like we created this idea, this concept of yeah. Tiger in our main in yeah. our brains because golf is like this really you mm-hmm. know innocent sport or whatever. Right. And he's like always smiling and he's good looking and like he's got a fucking hot wife and they got cute kids and dogs and shit like that. But like that's not on him, yeah. Is it? I mean, I think it's on him for getting married. If you knew that he or about that, if that was, that was life that you live in, like that, I will give that. I will put on him. Cause what about like, what about when uh, they broke up with his girlfriend? What do you mean? Remember the first girl that he dated? I think they were in college together. Yeah, and like he slept over her house, and then like their his parents flipped out on him. That 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 that's a weird situation. Like, that was crazy, right? Like that, that, that one is a little bit more nuanced. But I will say that. Um, but like what I will say though is that if they had just let him stick with her, like it would have been fine. Or like I mean, or I'm saying like my thing is if he the part with the part they one got mad was the infidelity. Like I'm saying, his mistake was like getting married in the first place because like if you're you not think getting, you think that if he was a single guy and he was out there with like all those girls like it would have been different i think it would hit different yeah, yeah. i think it, i think it would hit different yeah. i think i think i think there might be someone making someone saying some make some jokes yeah or whatever but i think it definitely wouldn't be what it was now like i think that like i said like if you're not ready to be with one woman then don't be with one woman you know what i mean like yeah. that's to me the entire time like everyone's like oh he's cheating on like he did this like twenty times. I was like, nah, he just messed up marrying one time. Mm-hmm. That's where he messed up at. Like mm-hmm. he wasn't ready for that commitment. So just don't do it. Yeah. No, you're right. That 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 would have been a better option for him for yeah. sure. But um, man, like hearing the news that he got into an, a wreck, and you know, I've always loved Tiger Woods because at some point in 1997, my cousin called my mom. And unprompted said, Aaron looks just like Tiger Woods. <laughs> and so from that point on, like, it's just been like, oh, my mom would make jokes like, I'm watching you on TV, blah, 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 blah. 
And then when I got to college, we were doing this like introductions in our dorm. And again, unprompted, I stand up, I say my name, and in the back of the room, it's like, motherfucker look just like Tiger Woods. And then that was my nickname in college. Like, they, kids that I went to school with didn't even know my real name. Okay, they were Tiger. That was Tiger. Did you ever wear their costume? It's an easy costume for you. It's to an wear. easy costume, but I, I, I never did it. I should do it, though. Yeah. I should do it one year. But, you know, like, if, you're, if you were black watching Tiger Woods, you felt a little bit of a connection to him because you were like, Fuck this! Not only is he a black golfer, he's the best ever. So yeah. you felt a sense of pride. You felt a sense of connection to him. I don't know, man. Like for whatever the guy went through, for whatever the guy did, like I've always had an affinity towards him. So I'm glad that he's you know on his way back to you know being in everybody's good graces again. But also at the same time, like fuck you guys. Like you guys were the ones that were trying to like fucking wreck him. Yeah, I don't. To me, it's not even about being in anyone's. Like, I'm glad that he's. He seems like he's happier. He does. It's not, and it's not even about like what the public thinks. Like, he looks like he's out there with his kid. Yeah, you know, like he's um, he's like he's just he's just playing golf to enjoy golf. People say he looks different on the course. Like right. he's enjoying being out there, and like that's just, and that the but that's the, that's the end all be all for me. It's like if you're happy doing what you do, that's all you can really hope for. Um, if you thought that this uh freeze of Texas was over, you got another thing coming because we ain't done dealing with the fallout from this shit. Not even close, man. Not even close. Dateline. Texan files one billion dollar class action lawsuit after receiving nine thousand dollar electric bill. Get your money, sir. Get your fucking money. Get your money, sir. A $1 billion class, as, class action lawsuit has been filed against Texas wholesale electricity real, mm. realtor Gritty Energy mm. for allegedly charging exorbitant prices during last week's historic storm that left millions powerless in the freezing cold. I didn't, I didn't even know who Gritty was last week. Uh, me neither. <laughs> I, heard, I heard them a lot though, now, though. Yeah. I know who the fuck they are now. Uh, the lawsuit was filed on behalf of Chambers County resident Lisa Corey in Harris County on Monday, who claimed her electricity bill soared to $9,340 the week of the storm. According to the lawsuit, her average monthly bills typically range from $200 to $250. She said Greedy automatically withdrew $1,200 from her bank account on February 13th to 18th, and her overall bill from February 1st to February 19th was $9,546. Like the audacity for them to even like have the still be withdrawing, dude. Let me tell you, and we've talked about this before. Don't do auto pay. I can't. I like. I don't live like that. I don't. I, I just, can't I, live I'm, that. I've never. I've never flexed that strong to no. be like oh, I got it. I just put auto pay. Yeah. Like, I don't auto pay. Like only thing I auto pay. Only thing I have auto pay. I like my subscriptions. Like Netflix. Yes. Hulu. Yeah. That's it. Like the I important don't, things. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, cause it's like it's like ten dollars, fifteen dollars. Like, I have that. Like, unless some shit happens, I'll have that. Yeah. But like, light bill? Nah. No. I gotta check that. I gotta check that. Even my c- cable? No. Gotta check that. No. Like, oh wait, like this, this, this is five dollars higher than it was last week. I need to know why. And the thing is, like, they kind of yeah. rely on people to have auto pay on. Yeah. They because they'll sneak in those fees on you. Not I. 
but it won't be me. You'll All never right. catch me with AutoBill on, that's for sure. Nah, fam. Uh, the complaint accused the company of overcharging some 29,000 customers knowing consumers would be harmed. Corey said she was hit with the charges even as she and her husband suffered mostly without power in their home from February 17th to 18th when they hosted her parents and in-laws who were in their 80s during the storm. This is the fucked up part. I don't understand how, one, people are getting cert, like supercharged on these, on these bills when they didn't have any power to begin with. And second of all, the lack of basic humanity to say, look, we, we did what we could it was without it was it was out of our control it was without precedent we are tremendously sorry didn't see a single apology from any of these fucking companies right uh, amongst all of this shit they could have just said we're tremendously sorry here's what we're willing to do we're willing to give you a discounted rate cuz we know they're not going to give us shit for free right. like that's never going to happen but at least a gesture of saying like we're going to give you a discounted rate and then you know you can pay what you can pay when you can pay it like that would be just something just trim- like you want to talk about unprecedented but of course it would never happen they want their money they want it now and they want all of it like but the thing is is you i had less power than i had last month and my light bill is higher this month than it was last month. It's higher than it was last year. How does that make any sense? Make like, it make sense, right? Bro. I just that's the part that get me is you're making me pay for your shitty service. Mm-hmm. Like you, I was like people were people were without power for days. People died. In Texas, residents can choose between two electricity bill options, a fixed plan where their price stays at one rate regardless of market conditions, or a market rate plan which can fluctuate based on how much electricity is used and the market price of electricity. Why is there a market price of electricity? Is it it's like is it like seafood at like Papados? Yeah. Does the fucking <laughs> value of electricity go up and down right. based on I think what? It, I guess I, I've always had the fixed rate though. I've never done the. Market. I don't understand why there's two different rates. Like I really don't understand that. I don't know. give us one price every month. What the fuck is the? <sighs> like I guess I guess you could probably fluctuate. Add in like the cost, of, like fuel or whatever, maybe. My, Fuck uh, all that, yeah, dude. I'm, I'm, I'm figure that out on your end. I'm with you. I'm with you. Like I'm just saying, like how they may explain it to you, but it's still bullshit. Like no one, no one, no one who's no one who legally robs you says I'm robbing you. Like they'll just always say it's because of this, 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 whatever. It's like they'll never say I'm robbing, you, even though they are robbing you. Grady said in the statement, "We charge customers the wholesale, real time price of energy, which changes every five minutes." See. Why? Rob, I'm robbing you. Why does it change every five minutes? Because I'm robbing you. You effectively pay the same price as a retail energy provider or utility. Why? Because I'm robbing you. I'm not a retail energy provider or utility. But I'm robbing you. I'm a customer in my home. And I have a shitty studio apartment. And I'm robbing you. Oh, my God. This fucking infuriates me, dude. Because there's no explanation. Like They're like, oh, this is why we do what we do. Yeah. But tell me why you do what you do. Give me an explanation. Break it down in X's and O's, okay? Treat me like I'm treat me fucking like John Madden, okay? Take out your teleprompter, mm-hmm. take out your little magical pen that makes the yellow marks, and then fucking explain to me why this is. And they can't, they can't explain to you why it is because it's all arbitrary. They make the whole shit up. It's easy to rob you, by the way. Like it's like, okay, boom, I want uh, your money's here in your wallet. I want your money to go from here, your wallet, boom, into my account. That's how. <laughs> <laughs> the boom. Well done, sir. 
Uh, last week's storm pummeled the state's power grid and led to rolling blackouts. It's also Grady's wholesale rate to soar to $9,000 per megawatt hour due to a shortage of supply and increased demand for power. Before the storm, the rate was $50 per megawatt hour, the suit says. The suit. <laughs> Again, why $50? Why? Because Grady's feeling shitty. Because everybody just makes up money. They just make up prices for shit. That's fake. <laughs> <sighs> this, is, this is bullshit, dude. I'm so mad at this. I hope this lady gets all of her money. I hope this gets every fucking cent of this billion dollars. Yeah. Uh, class action shoes are fun. Like, especially someone's like these, because it's like, yeah. Yeah. You're just, you're just rooting for them. Like, get your money. Get like, your money, dude. Get your money. Get your money. You didn't get a fucking build high uh, increase bill, did you? I mean, my nothing in my nothing in my energy. I had the fixed rate plan, so it didn't it never changes. But at the same time, it's like, um, I also never lost power. So like, if it, oh, that's right. You were one of those fucking hoity toity snooty patootie. Am I hoity toity? I mean, your building was hoity toity snooty patootie. Like, ooh, we never lost power. Ooh. I mean, the elevator's not hoity toity. Because <laughs> <laughs> I, cause I, thought, I thought this was it. <laughs> like, oh, shit, I should have gotten this motherfucker. It might have been the last ride you ever had. I thought it was. Um, hey, speaking of last rides, um, where can I go from here? Oh, I got it. Kelly Loffer had her last ride as a owner of a WNBA team. Yeah. How about that, huh? I didn't even know she was the owner of a WNBA team. Surprise. Surprise the fuck out of me. But uh yeah. Renee or uh Kelly Loffler. AKA Diet Ann Coulter. AKA Diet Ann Coulter, aka the uh big loser in the state of Georgia. Mm. She will she was the owner of the WNBA team. The Atlanta Dream. Dream. Got it. See, I was gonna say that it was on right on the tip of my tongue. Okay. Uh <laughs> um, so I guess the team had been sold. Wait, did she have to like step down or did was the team sold? That that no, they had to like it was kind of like what happened with um Donald Sterling. Ah, uh, and like she, she was so she got high. forced out. It was, it was she got voted out by the other owners. It was, like they had to, they had to like negotiate. So it wasn't going to work. It's like it's kind of like if you were to own a subway franchise, mm-hmm. and then all your staff comes in um, with shirts that eat Quiznos. <laughs> it's not. It's not going. It's not. It's not going to work out very well. Like we got to do something. Like we got to go somewhere. Side note: Quiznos used to be my favorite place to eat. It was great at one point. It was good. I enjoyed it. I don't know what happened there. Mismanagement, maybe they had to have been because the product itself was phenomenal. Yeah, like it's like the, like I don't know why this isn't working. The product didn't great. make any sense to me, man. Mm-hmm. Like you talk about an all-time bag fumble. Mm-hmm. Toasted sandwiches, and you couldn't make that work. Are you? Maybe it's a roll through the thing. They used to put them on. He's watching the smell. The pepper bar. You remember the pepper bar? Mm-hmm. That whole fucking bar. Yeah, like it was just. I remember just like watching your sandwich roll through oh. the thing. You're just like, yeah. It was. It was so erotic. Yeah, look at that. So erotic. Yeah, no, no, no. Don't speed it up. Don't speed it up. That, don't, yeah. Go slow. Yeah. Right there. Yeah. Let yeah. that cheese like melt. Yeah. You yeah, see it's the cheese bubbling. It's bubbling. It's bubbling. You see the like the the the, the, the ham sizzling oh, a little bit. Yeah. yeah man. Like, See, turn they, the, fucked, they fucked it up, dog. Turn the lights off. Now I go to somebody's put this shit in like an oven. Oh, <laughs> disgusting. <laughs> like, what the fuck? They put it in a fucking microwave and just press 30 seconds and let shit. Beep, beep. Yeah, and you're just like, what the fuck is this? 
tastes like leather. And it's supposed to be chicken. <laughs> uh, yeah, so she got forced out. And now the Atlanta Dream is owned by Larry Gottsdiner. Gottsdiner. What is with these people and these fucking names? They have their, I mean, these, these are names from their, like, rich European history. But what happened to Smith? You know? What happened to Edwards? There's more than Smiths and Edwards. There's, what there's happened Gottensteiners. to... Oh, God. There's Gottensteiners. Uh, he owns a real estate company. Yeah. And um, the president of the real estate company, uh, Suzanne Abair, Abair, is uh, one of the other owners. And Renee Montgomery, who used to play for the Atlanta Dream. Yeah. So there's three owners, and then one of them is a former player. Right. Um, this is pretty sweet because Kelly Loeffler, Loeffler um, was very critical of WNBA players who were um, vocal. And, which is like all of them. Which was all of them. because All they, of them. They are with the shits. They, they are want, with the shits. They want all the smoke. You want to talk about unity. They want all the smoke. They like, want all win- the smoke. Windows up, doors locked, AC off. We pass it around till our we our burn our fingertips. And if we do, we have roach clips ready. <laughs> we want all the smoke, all of it. How do you know about roach clips, Ed? I I know a guy. <laughs> uh, so Kelly Loeffler was very critical of the Black Lives Matter movement and very critical of WNBA players, and so. When she decided to use them as pawns in her political quest, backfired. Tremendously. Tremendously. Deliciously, as they would say. You ever seen The Witcher? Or not The Witcher. The Witch, the movie? I think so. When uh, at the very end, the devil comes and he's like, he, he's like uh, seducing that little girl. And he's like, wouldst thou like to live deliciously? <laughs> I don't think I've seen that. But. It's just one of the. It's just one of those things I like to whisper to people. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. People mostly. Um, but this is pretty sweet, though. It's wild. Like that was wild to me, though. That she was. That she has her team. She's talking shit about the team, and the team fucking wore vote Warnock. Um, shirts, which by the way, a lot of people didn't know who oh, Raphael Warnock was before that happened. Yeah, they told they, they got him a lot of press because she was yeah. just, it was just like fuck our owner. Yeah, they <laughs> they came out and wore shirts to support Kelly Lovelace's opponent. Yes, in the race. Talk about like that's the kind of petty that I love. We don't the NBA the the like we don't talk about the the kind of the size of the balls that the NBA has in terms of this entire thing. Like, it's just been like, yeah, I'm telling y'all you. were mad about Colin Kaepernick kneeling to the end. They walked out on that motherfucker. They're just like, now nah, we're out. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Both teams. <laughs> Both teams just walked out on it. the national anthem. Just walked out. Had the t-shirts, had the, had the fucking t-shirts ready at the helm the next day. Bro, they're with the shits. That's what I'm saying. You want to talk about unity. They're with the shits. I love to see it. Um, so yeah, I mean, good for, good for Renee Montgomery, man. Like this is a pretty big step. I mean, I don't know. Help me out here because you're probably more well-versed in this than I am, but has there been another player? I mean, other than Jordan, has there been another player in the NBA to go from player to owner, part owner in in their after uh, twilight career? I mean, NBA is like there's Jordan, you know. That, uh, that's all I can think of. Shaq, he owns like he oh, owns right. the Kings. Yeah, Shaq. I keep forgetting uh, that. Yeah, I, I, I found about like like last week, so I didn't even yeah. know either. 
Um, there, there have actually been like an influx of players that are trying to get into like you know Patrick Mahomes bought the um the Royals. Did he? He, he? I don't think he bought. He's like a minority owner of the Royals now. Really? Mahomes, yeah. He owns. He part. He owns. He part owns the Royals now. That's so right it, now. there's like an influx of like players. They're really trying to get into. Look, man, that's where the money resides. You know what I'm saying? That is where that is where the money resides. We know that you can make a good amount of money playing, but the real money is the person writing that player the check. Person writing the check, exactly. The person that whose name is on the side of the fucking building, right? Um. So I mean, good for everybody, man. Yeah. Love to see it. Love to see it too. Uh. Okay, I'm gonna leave this up to you. Do you want to talk about uh? crazy white people or do you want to talk about crazy european white people hmm. Hmm. let's go euro trash first let's go euro trash first okay uh i'm just gonna i'm just gonna read it dateline lebron james responds to zlatan Ibra- oh, fuck ibrahimovic ibrahimovic yeah. ibrahimovic never heard him i never heard the last name spoken yeah. Only seen it written. Anytime he's spoken about, it's just Zlatan. Zlatan, yeah. He's like he brands himself that way in a third person. I mean, good good on him. But I mean Ibrahimovic? Is that, is that, is that how you say it? I think so. All right. We'll try this again. Dateline! LeBron James responds to Zlatan Ibrahimovic. <laughs> Ibrahimovic calls out soccer players' hypocrisy. Yet another person told LeBron James to shut up and dribble. This time a fellow athlete and it led to some the same result, a fiery response from the Los Angeles Lakers star. Soccer star Zlatan, last name. I want I, I want them to talk to um, Kendrick Perkins about this story. <laughs> I just want to hear him say Zlatan's last name. And you know Zlatan in, 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 up in the ditch. <laughs> like, I... If if he talked about it, I need to find that tape. Oh, because I know he's butchering that name like at least eight or nine times, and they're all different pronunciations. They're all wrong. One of my favorite Kendrick Perkins isms is "Bam out of the bayou" <laughs> and "Egg Spolster." <laughs> <laughs> That's one of my favorite. So yeah, you're I right. I have on the show. We yeah. Bro, if we can get Perk on this show, that'd be great. That'd be great. Uh, so yeah, soccer star Zlatan launched the latest volley at James on Thursday, complaining about James' political and social outspokenness. It was a familiar statement from a new source. He said, do what you're good at. Do the category that you do, he said. I play football because I'm the best at playing football. I'm no politician. He's pretty good at football, though. I'll give him that. Uh, yeah, I mean, can't deny that. Uh, if I'd been a politician, I would be doing politics. Interesting. That's what politicians do. They do do politics. They do do politics. It's in the name, politician. Yeah. Yeah. Pol- yeah. I believe it is Latin for doing politics. It might be. Uh, this is the first mistake famous people do when they become famous and come into a certain status. For me, it is a better to avoid certain topics and do what you're best at doing because otherwise it doesn't look good. James did not publicly respond to Zlatan until Friday night after the Lakers 102-93 win over the Portland Trailblazers. It was a Lakers' first win in more than a week. Yeah. But the focus of the post-game news conference soon turned to James' activism. In a lengthy response, James reiterated that he will never not speak about injustice, he says, and pointed to his past results like his I Promise School and helping Renee Montgomery buy the Atlanta Dream. At the end, of the, at the end he pointedly called out 
Zlatan's own past statement that could be constructed as to not sticking to sports. He said, at the end of the day, I will never shut up about things that are wrong. I preach about my people and I preach about equality, social justice, racism, voter suppression, things that go on in our community because I was a part of my community at one point and saw the things that were going on. And I know what's still going on because I have a group of 300 plus kids at my school that are going through the same thing and they need a voice. I'm their voice. And I use my platform to continue to shed light on everything that might be going on, not only in my community, but in this country and around the world. There's no way I would ever just stick to sports because I understand this platform and how powerful my voice is. He can just ask Renee Montgomery if I would have shut up and driveled just seeing that beautiful black woman today be part of a group. She's part of the ownership group with the Atlanta Dream. It's funny he'd say that because I believe in 2018, he was the same guy who said when he was back in Sweden talking about the same things because his last name wasn't a certain last name that he felt like it was racism going on when he was out on the pitch, right? He did say that, right? I thought he said that. I speak from a very educated mind. I'm the kind of guy, I'm kind of the wrong guy to go at because I do my homework. <sighs> you know I love LeBron James. Right. And you know I always stick up for LeBron James, right? Mm -hmm. And I got to say, more often than not, the people that come at LeBron James end up looking pretty foolish, on the other hand. Mm -hmm. However, He did say that dumb shit about China. He's, yeah, he doesn't bat a thousand. 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 That and, and that's always going to be. That's always going to come back to haunt him. Yeah. Um, the thing. The, the thing is, is like Zlatan isn't totally wrong because I feel the way Zlatan feels about LeBron. I feel that way about Herschel Walker. Oh, I'm not saying Zlatan <laughs> is wrong at all because. We saw it with all those fucking dumbass rappers coming in and telling us like like we need to buy land or some shit yeah. like that. But they were saying like, oh, you shouldn't be buying chains, you should be buying land. And it's like, dude, like, okay, we know that, but yeah, we like, don't have the fucking means to do right. so. Right. And that like you got the you got the money for by selling drugs. Like you didn't you didn't buy land, you sold drugs. Like you <laughs> talked about it in your songs. Like, how can you tell me to buy LLC and you were just pushing weight? Like, what do you like you did? Did you you so you so you got your booth money through an LLC? Yeah, is that what you're telling me? Is that yeah. how you got your booth time? Yeah, right. LLCs. Yeah, fuck out of here. Like, fuck what are you talking T about? Ti. Yeah. So, well, I'm I'm saying because like, but this is still the right. Like, even though they haven't for some reason they haven't asked Herschel Walker about like football in a decade, mm -hmm. but they keep asking him shit for some reason. Yeah, he still keeps popping up on. He our pops TVs. up on like he's always they're always asking about these weird questions. It's like okay, like Herschel Walker, what do you think about the elections? Like, why would Okay, so why are we asking her? Oh, fuck it, whatever. Herschel Walker, what do you think about Neely? <laughs> why are we asking Herschel? Fuck, okay. And it's like, they just keep asking, but he has that right to speak. Yes, right. And I can't take that from him, no matter how much I want to. Right. No matter how much I think, I, I am convinced that a lot of his theories are influenced by CTE. Mm -hmm. I can't shut him up. Right. I can't do that. Right. So it's just like... I mean, I... I see both sides of this and i'm always going to err on the side of lebron right but uh yeah i mean zlatan's not totally wrong i think that if you have a platform you need to take that opportunity with great care definitely and make sure that the things that you say you can stand by and that those are things that you have personally researched and you know confirmed one way or another if they you know are in fact truthful statements 
And I think Zlatan, for the most part, does stick to football. But I think that what LeBron said about him saying, um, about him commenting on his own racism mm-hmm. brings the point that people are always trying to separate politics and people, but I'm just like, you can't separate the two because they go, they go like, athletes are people. Right. So it's like, and, this, and it's not politics. This, this isn't politics. Mm-hmm. Like he, like LeBron James, not a politician. Not at all. Nothing he's done has been political. Nope. It's all about human rights. Like he built a school for kids because they needed a school. Yep. He's he talks about black lives matter, matter because black people are dying, and he's a black person. Right. And yeah, it may affect him a little bit. Right. Or a lot of bit. He also has black children. Right. That it may also affect too. He also is black. He's a black man. He is black. He's very black. Black, 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 black. So I don't see where he's being political. On top of that, it's like. There's always this argument about people need to stick to sports, but no one's ever stuck to sports. Like, yeah. No one's ever like athletes have been making social change as long as athlete athletics has been a thing. Yes. Like, I mean, you can go as far as like Billie Jean King, mm-hmm. um, Muhammad Ali, mm-hmm. Jim Brown, mm-hmm. Kareem Abdul Jabbar. Yep. Um, like Greg Luganis, Arthur Ashe, like it's been like even before I was alive, people have been making social change. Yeah, dude. Like they, every fucking year, baseball totes out athlete uh, jerseys with uh, forty two on the back of it. Right. So they're fine with social change as long as it fits the narrative that they were a part of the social change. But let's not act like baseball wasn't facilitating the racism that was throwing bananas at Jackie Robinson when he was playing baseball. Like, let's just fucking stop it, okay? Like, if you're going to fucking take it, if you're going to take the fucking good, you got to also take the bad with yeah, it as well. We can't act like um, people, like people, like black people playing in um, Boston isn't a thing. Like, right. Like, they, they just have, like, the best time when you play in Boston. Oh, yeah. Like, it has the best reputation, <laughs> you know, a very welcoming city, very understanding, very tolerant. Yeah, like, fuck off, dude. Like... They're citizens. Like, nobody tells a plumber to stick to plumbing. Yeah. Nobody tells a fucking, uh, you know, data entry clerk to stick to data entry. Like, if you can talk about politics at your job, yeah, I don't see any reason why if somebody has something to say during a post-game interview, you can't just sit there and be like, hmm, you know what? That's an interesting point. I don't agree, but it's interesting. I'm glad he's able to say that. No, nobody tells you to stick to sports. Nobody yeah. tells you to stick to acting. Nobody tells you to stick to music. Yeah, because a lot of y'all on Facebook are not shutting the fuck up at all. And on top of all that, I'm just going to get in my little fucking artistry bag here, okay? If you are working as a data entry clerk during Monday through Friday, and then on Saturday and Sunday, you decide that you want to join a cover band and play uh, at a dive bar on the weekends, nobody's telling you to stick to data entry. Right. Don't get the fuck into my my fucking music industry. Like, no, get the fuck out of here. Like, nobody tells you to do that. You can just do whatever you want to do. Mm-hmm. You have the freedom to do that. Mm-hmm. So stop fucking... Oh, God. It's so frustrating, dude. Let's just add fuel to this fire right now because I'm fired up. My blood pressure is high. I'm getting hot. Mm. And my mouth is drying up. But um, this is my favorite story of the week so far. <laughs> and it's, uh, it's a tale of pettiness, of revenge, and justice. Dateline! A man calls it... At- Ugh, fuck. A man called his ex a moron by text while storming the Capitol. She turned him in. <laughs> One of the rioters accused of storming the U.S. Capitol on January 6th was turned in by his ex-girlfriend after sending her several videos and texts from the scene, including one calling her a moron. 
Richard Minchetti is facing charges of knowingly entered a restricted building, violent entry, and disorderly conduct on Capitol grounds, and obstruction of justice slash Congress, according to a February 17th criminal complaint. The Ridley Park PA resident, of course he's from fucking Pennsylvania, <laughs> was arraigned Tuesday in the U.S. District Court of, in Philadelphia and released on unsecured bail with electronic monitoring. Michetti is represented by Philadelphia-based federal public defender Kathleen Goggin, according to the morning call. She did not respond to a request for comment. Um, a 10-page statement of facts details Michetti's text to the unnamed woman on January 5th and January 6th, in which he repeated conspiracy theories about the presidential election being stolen and described the chaotic scenes unfolding at the Capitol complex. She reported him to law enforcement the following day, turning over his personal information as well as texts, videos, and photos. Their text exchanges indicate she had tried to push back on his baseless claims of election fraud. Quote, if you can't see the election was stolen, you're a moron, Minchetti texted her at approximately 4.26 p.m. Minutes earlier, according to the NPR t uh, timeline, then-President Donald Trump had tweeted a video repeating his claims of a stolen election and downplaying the insurrection. I understand your point, but what I'm saying is, ex-girlfriend's name, the election was rigged and everyone knows it, he wrote in a series of texts in a, about an hour and a half later. Alls we wanted was an investigation. <laughs> That's it. And they couldn't investigate the biggest presidential race in history with mail-in ballots who everyone knows is easy to fraud. This <laughs> sounds fraud. so fucking dumb. Easy, easy to fraud easy is to like... Fraud. That's a great band name. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, we're from Columbus, Ohio. We're easy to fraud. Yeah. Woo. <laughs> this is just like, you know, like... Anyone who's listening to this that went to my that's from my hometown knows who I'm talking about right now. But there's this sounds exactly like a guy I went to high school with. This sounds exactly like a dude that I went to high school with, and he's saying the exact same things in the exact same manner. Um, also, very much a moron. This guy is easy to fraud. But I just you know I love the fact that she was like, all right, you don't want to fucking you know be a be a decent person. You want to you'd want to live in this fantasy world. You're gonna go. I got to get rid of you. So good on this girl, whoever she is. Um, you know, I hope she sleeps well tonight. Oh, no, she's definitely sleeping well. I hope she's, she's hydrated. I, mean, like, I hope she's moisturized. She, she's fine. Because she, because, I mean, like I said, this is like, she got into her bag of petty. Mm -hmm. And she pulled out, like, that ace card. Yep. And she cashed that shit. Because, mm -hmm. I mean, if you, if you, have had an ex mm -hmm. and it gets kind of bitter oh yeah We're talking my language now i mean like and you have this kind of and you have and you and you know that you can let them know that i did this Woo! i put you in jail like i turned you in like you're like ronald isley in the fucking uh download video you're like look at this look at this <laughs> i did this to you right exactly that's what you want i mean like she's so she's she she's very cozy. I'm sure she has like a uh, like one of those weighted comforters. Oh yeah, I hope and she's like a warm. memory foam pillow. Oh, I hope and she's I... she's she's cozy. She's yes. just like she's just like snuggled up. She's cozy, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. man. Because and to and, and to get like an insurrectionist. Yes, like you oh. fucking like you you got that. You did oh, that, girl. My God. You like, did that. That's like that is dessert on dessert. Mm -hmm. Just. So sweet. How sweet it is. Yeah, just like licking your fingertips. Just, mm. man, this is mm. sumptuous. It's amazing. Scrumptious.
So satisfying. Who you got for the spotlight this week? The spotlight I have this week is, as you know, I'm a I'm I'm a villain guy. You are a villain guy. You oh. are you vote for, you root for Thanos. I did root for Thanos. Uh, you you choose chaos in the morning Always. when you wake up. Always. And I just get, I get up sometimes. I just like if I have a, if I have like a water, I'm, I just knock it over. And you personally told me about your one man stage show in which you portray Scar and you tell the story of the Lion King from his perspective, where he turns out to be the good guy. Yeah, which I, I don't disagree with. He is. Um. So who are you take? Who are you picking this week? I'm picking um everyone's favorite villain, mm-hmm. Giancarlo Esposito. Wow. What a fucking range this man has as an actor. I was first introduced to him in school days. We played Dean Big Brother Almighty. Bro. Talk about it. I mean, like, when you saw him there, you just knew that this dude, like, whoever is a good guy in your movie, he's going to shit in his cereal. (laughs) (laughs) You're going to like watching him do it. You ready for this? You ready for this run that he had, dude? Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you. So, '88 school days, '89 mm-hmm. do the right thing, '90 Mo Betta Blues. Then you go up to '92 Malcolm X. Yep. '95 usual shut us, usual suspects, and waiting to exhale, mm-hmm. uncredited in that. In that. Yeah. Um. He's like I feel like now he's getting his flowers now because he is his flowers because now. everyone knows him as Gus Frank, which right. on Breaking Bad, which is amazing. And also he brought the have you seen Breaking Bad? No. You haven't seen it? No. Okay. But so, go ahead, spoil it. I don't give a shit. I mean, the best thing about because he's he's also in Better Call Saul, which is a prequel to Breaking Bad. Right. And the best part about him being in Better Call Saul is that we know he's gonna survive through the whole thing. Mm-hmm. And we can't they can't take it away from us. Yeah. So that's the best <laughs> part of seeing him in, in Better Call Saul, because like he's gonna He's gonna be here. Yeah, we do. We get to. We get to have Gus Fring the whole time. The whole time, Un, unspoiled. Yes. Um, so, yeah. I'm looking at his IMDb. I did not realize that he was the voice of Ross Al Ghul in Son of Batman. Yep. He's. I mean, like you said, the Mandalorian. He's in the Mandalorian. He's Moff Gideon. Moff Gideon in the Mandalorian. Which I saw. I was like, when I saw him, I was like, that's that. That's that's perfect. That is perfect. That's perfect. He also did a commercial for I think it was Halo Reach. Mm-hmm. I can't remember if it was, but he did like a quick little. He's going to be in Far Cry 6. Is he really? He's going to be the bad guy in Far Cry 6, which I don't even like Far Cry games. I don't mind fuck with it just to see him yeah, as a bad guy. Right. And I bet they're banking on that too. They have to because Far Cry is a very stale franchise at this point. Mm-hmm. And so I think that, yeah, they're probably banking. Like, I, I'll, I'll see it get reviewed first before I buy it. But yeah, no. Like he is, he is like, he is that dude. He, did, he was a narrator on Dear White People, the Netflix show, which I love. Thanks to Logan Laurie's. Hello. Yeah, Logan she, Browning. She is. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Talon Paris is on that show too. Yep. Yeah. And he's the voice of Lex Luthor on the Harley Quinn series on uh, NHBO Max. Yeah. I mean, like, look, like, I love him, dude. He's so fucking fun to watch. He's always great. You know that when he pops up on screen, like, he's going to kill this shit. He's going to kill that shit. And uh, yeah, just a really fucking fun actor to watch. Yeah. Uh, my pick, obviously, Tiger Woods. We talked about him earlier. We talked about how great he is. Um, and I really just, you know, I want to drive home, no pun intended. Um, That'd have been a fun one if it was, though. I know. Maybe I should. 
I go back, pun intended. Um, I want to drive home just how special this guy is. Like, you can say whatever you want about his personal life. That's beside the point. But on that golf course, the man is a magician. Yeah. And what he was able to do for that sport and as an ambassador to that sport cannot be underestimated at all. I actually took up golf in high school because of Tiger Woods. And I was like, if I can even be a tenth of as good as he is, maybe I can get somewhere. You might get a bag. You might get a bag. And you know what? I did. I got a bag. A book bag. And I stuck to my studies because <laughs> golf is fucking hard. <laughs> yeah, like and the way you also when you think about when you watch that um that documentary, I didn't realize that his that swing pretty much like like destroyed his body. Yeah, like, dude. Can you imagine that? Like the one thing that you practice your entire life, literally from the time you were able to walk. Like two. Two. All the way up until your you know, late thirties, early forties. And it gave you everything, and then it slowly started to take away everything from you. Right. Like, that's fucking, that is tragedy in, like, its most pure form. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, man, like, I just can't say enough good things about the guy. Like, I'm, I'm, like, again, despite everything, I'm super proud that I was able to watch him come to age and, like, be great and be dominant. And uh, yeah, and my my money, he's the goat. He's the greatest of all time. You know, never be anyone as good as he is. So uh, get better soon, champ. We need you out here. Okay, it's a good show. I do have an education. I think you do. Well, it's not. It's a small one. I was like, because we tell people to stick to sports, and I'm not telling people to stick to sports. But I'm like, can we just ask Herschel Walker about sports again at some point? Can why? We? But why though? Because I just look. What can he tell us that, you know, somebody else can't? I just want to hear him say something that doesn't infuriate me. Like, that's all like, I want. Like, what? I think like, they ask him about, like, I don't know, what do you think about these, what do you think about the running backs this season? Like, just... I mean, I guess, but look, what if he What if he says something complimentary? He probably would. And he, you know what? I thought he probably will still make me I don't, upset. I don't think he... I, yeah, exactly. And I don't Everything want that... Everything he says just makes me... I'm like, why are we asking him things? And I don't want that for you, man. I want you. To, I want to see you at peace. You know what I'm saying? Like, we're getting up here in an age. We can't be running the fucking gamut of our emotions with our blood pressure. Like, we, we got to keep things low. We got to keep things slow, you know? He was a really good quarter. He was really good running back in terms of this like, very infuriating person. Hey, that's fine, man. You know, they can't all be winners. You're right. Don't They're meet not your, all going to be winners. Don't meet your heroes. Don't meet your heroes. Matter of fact, don't even have heroes. <laughs> it's, for, it's a waste of time. <laughs> it's a waste. <laughs> follow us on Twitter. Follow us on Instagram, at State Your Take. Check out our playlist, the State Your Take list with Ed and Aaron on Spotify. It's still up there. still hot. Still 24 hours of smash hit music. Fuego. Fuego fire. And buy a fucking shirt, why don't you, on our merch store. You might, or I bet you should a hoodie a couple weeks ago. Yeah, I bet you wish you had one of those <laughs> sweet State Your Take hoodies. But now look at you out there shivering. Unfashionable. Teeth clattering and shit. Teeth clattering and shit with your nasty-ass college hoodie on that right. ain't even yours. It's your ex's. <laughs> Just bringing back all kinds of memories. Pathetic. Get your ass up some, get some new merch. Yeah. You bum. I bought, uh, I bought Ashley some of those, um, Amazon leggings. <laughs> of course you would. I can't wait for them to come in. Of course you would. <laughs> I'm excited. They're red. I'll let you know how it goes. It's uh, like you're, it's like, it's, it's like you just bought gift wrapping with the yarn and wrapped. <laughs> That's what it is, basically. It's like... <laughs>
<laughs> it's like I have this gift. I'm just gonna wrap it up in something else different. It's the same thing underneath it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're getting out of here, man. Do you have anything else that you want to say to the people? Um, we love most of you. We don't care for the rest of you. Gamma Gator Productions.